This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Just from a security so you standpoint, think Taylor Swift comes out against Trump. I don't care if they write that. I'm sad that I didn't two years ago, but I can't change that. I'm saying right now that this is something that I know is right, and you guys, I need to be on the right side of history. Taylor, and if he Taylor, doesn't win, then at least I, I at least I tried. Taylor, here's the here's the problem. I just want to read you what I wrote, and I'm going to try to start. I just really want you to know that this is important to me. I this totally is agree that, have with you, have the you issue. Just, have you heard first? You. Let, just yes, I've read the entire thing, and the bottom line right now, I'm terrified. I'm the guy that went out and bought armored cars. I worry for her safety as much as anybody does, maybe more. It really is a big deal. She votes against against fair pay for women. She votes against the reauthorization of the of the Violence Against Women Act, which is just basically protecting us from domestic abuse and stalking, stalking. She votes. She thinks that that if you're a gay couple, or even if you look like a gay couple, you should be allowed to be kicked out of a restaurant. It's really basic human rights, and it's right and wrong at this point. And I can't see another commercial and see her disguising these policies behind the words Tennessee Christian values. Those aren't Tennessee Christian values. I live in Tennessee. I am Christian. That's not what we stand for. I need to do this. I need you to just, I need you to forgive me for doing it because I'm doing it. Welcome to the War Room. It's Wednesday, December 13th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Now, you guys know the old saying used to be, no women in the war room. I think there, there was probably a subcategory under that that was no Taylor Swift in the war room. But today, we are breaking barriers, and we have a special, at Steve's request, believe it or not, focusing on Taylor Swift, not her music, not any of the pop culture stuff, but her potential impact probably rather nefarious impact for those of you who are watching this show. On the 2024 election, I was going to go into a long rant, a long riff to give you my thoughts on the issue, but we have so many wonderful guests for the show. We're going to have to table that for another time. So without further ado, I want to get into our first guest right off the bat, who's going to sort of set the stage, I would say, substantively. Uh, we got Jack Basobic joining us. Now, Jack, you know the refrain with Taylor Swift is and always has been that she's apolitical, right? She doesn't get into this. She doesn't talk about Trump. She doesn't talk about politics. But you have gone through chapter and verse on your Twitter account, bringing the receipts like you always do, showing us that empirically that's not true. So can, can you once and for all dispel the myth that Taylor Swift is an apolitical figure? Well, Natalie, thanks so much for having me on. I love the fact that you're doing this on Taylor Swift's <laughs> birthday, by the way. That's just a little bit of perfection right there. <laughs> and when when they named her the and I, and I could kind of see this psyop forming over the past year or so because you could see so much investment, so much uh, of the machinery of really the state getting behind Taylor Swift pushing her to a higher level than she's ever been before. And and I'm sorry, folks, but I just have to say this. Like, her career peaked, like, almost a decade ago, um, naturally. 
naturally peaked about a decade ago. Um, she hasn't had any song that's gone organically, you know, viral or been a big hit organically since then. Now, suddenly, she's feeded everywhere. We're faced with her everywhere. Um, it's not a young person that we're talking about. So she turns 34 today. Um, and in that clip that you shared back there, you know, she describes herself as as the, um, you know, the arbiter of Tennessee Christian values. Well, actually, Taylor Swift, you are not a Tennessee Christian. You're not even from Tennessee. You're from Pennsylvania, just literally a couple of miles up the road from where I'm from. Uh, people say Taylor Swift's a young girl. No, you're about the same age as me. So, no, um, I can come in and I can come on this. Now, the media has been losing their minds because after Time Mag rolled her out as the person of the year, something that which, by the way, she had also been the co-winner of, the co-awardee of, in 2017 for her work in the Me Too movement, which was the first time that she was used as an instrument of statecraft, which, of course, the Me Too movement was generally a purge of conservatives, a purge of white Christian males, and then eventually a purge within their own movement. Now with her becoming the, the full-on person of the year, and I, I tweeted this, I guess it's been almost two weeks since I tweeted this. The media is still losing their minds at me on this regime media, at least. That is, I tweeted the Taylor Swift girl boss psyop has been fully activated from her hand selected vaccine shill boyfriend to her dink lifestyle to her upcoming 2024 voter operation for Democrats on abortion rights. It's all coming. That's look, Travis Kelsey was paid $20 million by Pfizer. This came out before, right? So the $20 million came out before the fact that um, it came out that she was dating him, but then they announced that they were dating before, right? Before we knew that he had already signed a deal with Pfizer. He also signed an agreement with CAA. CAA, what is that? That is one of the most powerful Hollywood talent agencies in the entire country, really the entire world. Uh, Ari Emanuel's got one. The other one, of course, is this, CAA. This was Harvey Weinstein's power network. Travis Kelsey's in that. Taylor Swift is in that. And so what I'm explaining to people is that everything you're seeing right now is manufactured. It's completely manufactured uh, the same way that Bernays would manufacture propaganda, came up with the phrase propaganda, changed it to public relations. He said, we can't talk about propaganda anymore. Edward Bernays, we have to turn it to uh, public relations. Bernays, of course, being the nephew of none other than Sigmund Freud, one of the fathers of modern psychology. And so you put all these things together and you understand the, the power of the people who are behind the media and the power of the machinery of statecraft that's getting behind Taylor Swift. Now, they've rolled this out a couple of times. And I, as you say, I provided the receipts on my Twitter account. I was very clear about this. We went on the Thought Crime podcast with Charlie Kirk and the guys. And I said, look, she comes out against Trump, right? pretty much day one of 2020 with this documentary, Miss Americana. She gives one of the worst acting performances I've ever seen in my life. You can basically see the cue cards off the screen that she's reading from. Oh, he thinks gay people shouldn't allowed to be eating in restaurants and Marsha Blackburn is Trump. She said Marsha, Marsha Blackburn is Trump in a wig and she's going after her in Tennessee. Um, she's reading through a litany of these things. She's saying that Donald Trump doesn't stand for equality for women, for equal pay. It's just straight up like left-wing Tumblr, Reddit, talking points, and they're using Taylor Swift as the vehicle to do this. Now, they also ran a proof of concept for her, number one, when she endorsed Joe Biden with a plate of cookies that she made, Biden-Harris 2020, or at least 
were told that she made the cookies. I mean, if anybody actually thinks that Taylor Swift uh, made those cookies, you probably also think that Russia and uh, Russia made uh, an agent of theirs in Donald Trump, put him in the White House. And that's how they won 2016. Um, then, of course, she also conducted as a show of force, really a proof of concept, how many times, and I believe this is in 2022, how many people she could get to register to vote with just one Instagram post. And they tracked this with the just one Instagram post Taylor Swift put up, I want people, I want all my Swifties to register to vote today. Almost 50,000 people registered wow. to vote within her, uh, within one day of her tweet or, you know, posting that up on Instagram. And so they're slowly and very obviously building Taylor Swift into the ultimate left wing influencer in the way, look, look, Dylan Mulvaney's TikToks are only going to go so far. Okay. And Harry Sisson and these people they're bringing to the white house, they want to bring the big guns online for 2024. And it is going to be Taylor Swift weaponizing the Swifties into an anti-Trump army through the power of TikTok, through the power of ballot harvesting. These direct actions are going to be called for, for her. And of course they're going to use those lines of LGBT, of equal rights. And of course, we've already seen them roll this out on abortion rights. So you're, you look at it, right? You're going to see the abortion rights, uh, which we know, of course, are predominantly upheld by what? Single liberal women. So single liberal women who vote re predominantly Democrats, I think something like 70% of single women vote Democrat, will be weaponized by Taylor Swift herself, a single woman who does, as I said before, promotes this dink lifestyle, even though she's never married herself. Um, and you could plug her directly into the abortion rights, TikTok ballot harvesting operation that we can already see. And this will prove to be extremely serious for Republicans and for Donald Trump, who will, of course, be our nominee as we go into the general election in November of 2024. Of course, Jack, I wish I could keep you longer. There's so much I want to get into. Maybe we'll have to do another episode where we discuss the term girl boss, because it's not often that you hear that in the war room. But unfortunately, I have to let you go. Like I said, we have a bunch of other guests that are coming on. Some girls, you're the, the token man for this episode. So thank you for playing uh, that part. But Jack, if people want to follow you, stay up to date with all your receipts, not just on Taylor Swift, where can they go to do that? Well, if you want to be, if you want to take it from the man boss, then you can go and follow me at humanevents.com. Of course, watching human events every single day, 2 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to read about me, you can follow MSNBC, you can follow uh, Rolling Stone, you can follow Newsweek because they've all been absolutely losing their ever loving minds at me ever since I made this tweet. Thank you, Jack, for joining us. Have a good one. God bless, Natalie. Thank you. Republicans should stay the hell away from Taylor for their own good. Mm. I think Taylor's going to do what Taylor's going to do. This is someone who put out a post on social media saying register the vote, and she got 50,000 people to do that. Uh, the, the connection that she has with her fans, and particularly with young women and young girls and, and teenage girls, is incredibly strong, and it is moving, and it is bigger than politics. It is about community. It is about autonomy. It is about independence. It is about power, just as she did with her own masters, re-recording her masters after they were sold out from under her by her former music label and creating this new art from her old music and making it incredibly successful on the charts and profitable she is she is the blueprint for the modern day woman coming of age of how to take the power back from male dominated power structures taylor's going to do what she's going to do and i think that if democrats are smart they won't lean into it they will let her just do the work for them and then sit back and reap the benefits
when MSNBC tells you not to follow or cover a story, that's almost a telltale sign that we most definitely should. I think that's an axiom here in the war room. And I would say Taylor Swift is probably not a blueprint uh, for young women to follow. And I think our next guest, the wonderful Evita Duffy, who is a fellow University of Chicago graduate, will also have Darren Beatty joining us later in the show. So it's a, it's a UChicago trifecta. Um, has a wonderful piece in The Federalist, The Most Insufferable Woman in America Wins Time's Person of the Year. Taylor Swift isn't a thought leader or an artistic genius. She's a girl boss, cat lady, whose narcissism, narcissism has made her a toxic, romantic partner. Avita, I'm so glad you could join us. If you want to walk us through the piece a little bit, and then we can get into some more of the, the cultural ramifications of Taylor Swift, I'd love to do that too. Yeah, of course. So I think that the crux of my piece really is that Taylor Swift is the perfect controllable woman, right? This is somebody who's, she's a, when, the, when the CDC says everybody wear masks, she's a mask wearer, right? If they say, you know, vote for Joe Biden, Taylor Swift is all in for Joe Biden. She's influencing young people to vote for Joe Biden. Taylor Swift is not somebody who's a, a political genius, right? She's not somebody who, who uh, you know, is, is, is super involved in politics. You can tell she doesn't really know what she's talking about. She takes cues from other leftists and sort of says what she thinks people want her to say which makes her really really useful for the left because if they say we need you to do something she does it she will she will regurgitate whatever talking points they want her to do um no questions asked which i like i said makes her the perfect controllable woman easily influenced just like so many of the young women who she has such a hold over yeah, she's essentially an empty vessel. And I think it's interesting to sort of extrapolate that original clip that we opened the show with where you see her talking about how she has these political views that she's hidden, but sort of sub subversively, right, indirectly pushed on her audience. And I think you can make the same case that she's done that on the cultural side of things too, right? She's not going to come out and say, I embrace the, as Jack said, the dink lifestyle, the cat lady, the narcissism, but it's sort of, I think, subtly ingrained in a lot of the music she puts out and the social media content she puts out. So I'd love if you could sort of walk the audience through again. Our, our audience maybe skews a little older than the typical Taylor Swift fan, but you know, what is the lifestyle that you think she's selling and really duping women into believing will make them happy? Yeah, so if you don't, Taylor Swift is known in her music for just harping on all of her ex-boyfriends, right? It's, I not, frankly, I feel bad for a lot of her ex-boyfriends. She has just horrible songs written about them, about how terrible they are. And the message is really clear, right? Taylor Swift uh, is has not found love. Uh, she's not she's not happy with, with the patriarchy and with men in general. And so she kind of says, screw all men. Uh, and that's sort of the general message of her of her music. And then if you look at her lifestyle, right, she's somebody who, who you know, is very wealthy. She lives on her own. She loves her cats. She's a cat mom, right? She pushes a lifestyle on women that is be single, don't get married, uh, be, you know, be, be, be true to yourself, right? That's a phrase that we always hear from them. And all Ultimately, what's really sad about it is that a lot of young women aren't going to be as happy even as Taylor Swift is. Because Taylor Swift, when she goes home from her concert after singing negatively about all of her ex-boyfriends, right, she goes home to a mansion. But a lot of young women... They they go home to a little apartment by themselves um, with 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 nobody, and that's a really sad lifestyle to have. I think telling young women not to look for love, not to look for for a spouse, or care about having children uh, is a is a really negative thing to be pushing on young women. But like Jack said in the last segment, it's actually really advantageous for Democrats because if you have young women not wanting to start families and get married, uh, they they actually become much more dependable Democrat voters. Single young women 
are the most one of the most dependable voting blocks Democrats have ever had. Uh, so to keep them in that stage of their life for as long as possible and, and perhaps forever is so important for them. And that's why I think they love Taylor Swift. They love the lifestyle that she promotes uh, in addition to her, like you said, being just an empty vessel for their politics. Yeah, I mean, the studies show that, you know, female happiness, particularly um, among our generation, has just dropped off precipitously. And I think it's because they bought in to that fake narrative, that fake, fake mindset that Taylor Swift, and of course, there's a bunch of other people who do it too. But I think right now, she's made person of the year, it's where all, all of our attention uh, is focusing. But you bring up an interesting point, point the sort of political underbelly, I think, to, to her cultural message, which is, it's great for the Democratic Party to have single women, to have, frankly, unhappy single women, right? I think those people tend to vote Democrat more than maybe a hot take, but I stand by it. So I'm just curious, from your perspective, you know, do you think, because we've been getting a lot of pushback, I'm sure you've seen the news cycle, they've been attacking Jack Posobiec, saying that we're crazy for insinuating that there is some political agenda behind this whole kind of Taylor Swift push. I'm just curious your thoughts on, on if you think there is really a political element to this sort of new campaign to make her not just person of the year, but really, really have a profound impact, I think, on the 2024 election cycle. Yeah, there is nothing that the corporate media does that isn't intentional, right? This is this is gaslighting 101 from the media to say, oh, we're, we just made her person of the year because she had great ticket sales and she's just really an awesome person. This is silliness, right? And they and actually they've been priming us for this person of the year announcement for a really long time. There's been article after article after article in the corporate media about how great she is, fawning over her and her new relationship, which I'll just say, uh, Travis Kelsey, I, I don't think it's going to last because none of her relationships do. Uh, I think that that's another indication really that She's a bad example for young women. If you have relationship after relationship ending up in flames uh, and you write really awful negative songs about them, perhaps that means Taylor Swift is the problem. Side note there. But yeah, I think it's very intentional. They, they were priming us for it. They made her person of the year. Now she's in a perfect position with even more media attention and clout around her to shill for Joe Biden once again. Because what's really important to note about this election cycle is with the with the with the controversy with with the war on Hamas uh, and, and Israel, you have a lot of young people really angry at Democrats and really angry at Joe Biden. Taylor Swift has an incredible amount of influence over this group of young people that Democrats are really concerned about. Nobody has the nobody in that demographic people really has the motivation to say, yes, I'm excited to get out and vote for Joe Biden. So if they have Taylor Swift uh, in waiting in the wings, ready to come out and say, we all got to come for Joe Biden, that is going to be huge for Democrats. Uh, and, and make no mistake, it is so intentional that they are hyping her up, making her person of the year, talking about her constantly because they are going to need her come 2024. I think you, you bring up an interesting point and sort of the tell, at least to me, that none of this is organic, is if she really wanted to get political right now, it would make sense that she'd be talking about what's going on in the Middle East, either from a, you know, bizarrely pro-Palestine stance or from a, from a pro-Israel stance. But it, it's sort of like the issues that she's choosing, right, to get involved in, right, basically pre-gaming the 2024 election. It's so obvious that it, it's so not rooted in reality, right? It doesn't have anything to do with the current news cycle. But should maybe, to make this episode not totally negative, should we sort of take this in some ways 
as a little bit of a victory. In other words, you know, Democrats are so scared uh, of what's going to happen in 2024, whether it's inflation, immigration, you name it. Uh, the pushback to that, that they are rolling out the big guns, right? Taylor Swift, in probably the most, I think, directly political way that someone who's career for the most part has been more subversively political but it's so bad right that she has to be explicitly political do you think we should sort of take this as a good sign in a way yeah i i I definitely would take it as a good sign i think democrats are scared out of their minds um the the just being a young person, right, being around a lot of young people, many of them de- Democrats, it's obvious that the 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 oomph isn't behind Joe Biden. But if you look at the polling as well, uh, his approval ratings with young people are tanking. And it's not just about the, the conflict in the Middle East. It also has to do with the economy, right? Young people are going off into the world trying to start lives. They can't afford their groceries. They can't buy a house. Uh, they, they, you know, they can't even afford to get married or to have a first child. These are important, integral things in their lives. And what they know is that Things were looking a lot better when Trump was in office. Joe Biden's been in office for, you know, four years now, and it's 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 not going very well for us. So I think definitely young people are 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 losing support for Joe Biden on, on all sides, and Democrats are scared out of their minds about it. They're going to pull out the big guns for Taylor with Taylor Swift, uh, and that is a really good sign for Republicans. Now, obviously, what we have to be really cautious about election integrity. Um, what Democrats have done in key swing states to change election to change election laws and procedures, mass mail and balloting. These are all things that will have an impact on our election that we have to care about, uh, irrespective of whether Taylor Swift is involved. Uh, But yes, it is one thing that we can be optimistic about. Evita, thank you so much for joining us. I know the audience loves when you come on. If people want to follow you, stay up to date with everything you're working on, not just wonderful op-eds going after Taylor Swift, where can they go to do all that? Yeah, Evita Duffy underscore one on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can always read what I'm writing at thefederalist.com. Thank you, Evita. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Warren Posse, you guys know going into 2024, the economy is probably going to get a little wild, or I should say wilder. Inflation, immigration, the invasion that's going on in the southern border. That's why you got to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get the latest installment of the end of the dollar empire to try to make sense of all the craziness that is happening Navita really nailed it right there. I think it's fair to say that Taylor Swift is sort of the uh, the opium of the masses, particularly the, the female masses. In other words, this, you know, WEF-inspired, you will own nothing and be happy, just focus on yourself, narcissism, self-care, rejecting religion. People who buy into that mindset, they're not actually happy. The statistics, the studies show it. But when they buy into the narrative, the lifestyles, the lies of people like Taylor Swift, yeah, it might give them a fleeting sense of happiness to stick it to the guy that they think wronged them. Make no mistake, guys can wrong you. But there's just a systemic approach, I think, to Taylor Swift, the way she dates her lifestyle that is just always victimized or always villainizing rather the man. And I don't think that you can find fundamental true happiness if you live your life like that and someone who I think has really, through her work with Turning Point USA, but also is a member, I think we're probably around the same age. Um, I know you're always going out to speak at campuses, to talk to people our age. You really kind of have you know, your finger on the pulse of, of the nation, for lack of a better word. Uh, I, I'd love for you to explain to the audience, like I said, they skew maybe a little older than the typical Taylor Swift fan, the type of hold that Taylor Swift unfortunately has over so many young women. 
Taylor Swift definitely has a huge grasp on American young women along with, I mean, worldwide. She is the top artist of the year on every single platform, top streaming artist, highest grossing world tour, ever just beat the Guinness World Record and now a billionaire. And I have listened to a couple of your other guests and I think I might offer a little bit different perspective. I myself do love Taylor Swift. I am a Taylor Swift fan. Obviously, I hate her politics. I am a conservative. But I think that there's something else to look at the story. Because if you look at her power, since about the 2016 election, she has not really been pushing politics as hard as she could be. And and really rather in the past election cycle right now in the last year has just encouraged people to go out and vote and hasn't used her platform as villainized as she could. Um, But she definitely has a huge hold on her fans and I will have a huge different perspective if she ever decided to come out and say 100% Biden 2024 or endorse a more democratic candidate I would have different thoughts but given kind of the past year of the political landscape of a lot of things that have happened the overturning of Roe v Wade Hamas and Israel going on right now along with the transgender agenda Taylor Swift has not come out in support or in decline of any of these issues which I actually applaud her because I think she's working to try and not alienate her conservative or more moderate audience. Being the highest grossing artist of the time, she has to be really careful on what she does and doesn't say about certain issues. So I will applaud her for, you know, encouraging people to go out and vote, educate themselves on what to vote for in their in their uh, states. And she's not telling people who to vote for or what to vote for, just simply going out and voting and impacting the um, economy that way and our elections. I love that perspective, and I want you to hang with us through the break. We've got to jump to a, I don't even know how long the breaks are when we do War Room Battleground, but we got a break on the other side. It got about a minute, but in the meantime, War Room Posse, you can also go to jacemedical.com. You know we shouldn't be reliant on the Chinese Communist Party for anything, let alone drugs, pharmaceutical prescriptions, you name it. We learned the lesson the hard way when it came to COVID. Uh, so you've got to go to jacemedical.com to, I think, actually carry out, as Steve would say, action, 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 and make yourself, your family, your loved ones, not so reliant on the Chinese Communist Party for the things that are probably most sacred, if not essential for your life, that is your medications, your drugs, everything you need. That's again, jacemedical.com. We got Morgan McMichael joining us after the break to drill down on Taylor Swift. I also want to get into what warfare against really women looks like today information warfare cultural warfare political warfare how maybe taylor swift people like her being used as a vessel to wage that and of course we got dr darren jbd joining us after her to give his take which i'm sure he would only describe as coming in as white hot warren posse we'll be right back can happen anywhere. Fires, hurricanes, tornadoes, mudslides. Regular cell service is fragile and it can go down in an instant. That's why you absolutely need a satellite phone. Because when that happens, when the cell towers go down, how will you contact your loved ones? How will you contact emergency services? But with a sat phone, if you can see the sky, you can make a call. It's got one 100% global coverage, ensuring you're always within reach. Your calls are secure and private. No one's eavesdropping. Even the U.S. military trusts these phones to communicate securely. Your text messages encrypted. Only the intended recipient can read them. 
Everything you do with this phone is 100% private and 100% secure. Now, right now, our trusted partners at War Room, the satellite phone store, is giving you a free Iridium 9555 satellite phone and a free Garmin watch with a 24-month plan if you go to sat123.com slash Bannon right now. That's sat123.com slash Bannon right now. Be ready for anything. The earthquake, wildfires, terrorism, anything, anywhere on Earth. With your new satellite phone today, you're always in contact. So go do it today. You get everything that we talked about as well as your free bonuses. Visit sat123.com slash Bannon and use code Steve50 at checkout for free activation or dial the following number, 941-955-1020 to snag your free Iridium 9555 satellite phone today. That's sat123.com slash Bannon, code Steve50 or call 941-955-1020. You go to bed thinking about it, you wake up thinking about it. Now here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it go to donewithdebt.com. That's done to debt. Dot com done with debt.com go there today action 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 stop the worrying take action for 10 years patriot mobile has been america's only christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their service and their values as a company they are an example of putting the cause ahead of profits and it's why i am proud and the war room posse is proud to partner with them For Black Friday, Patriot Mobile wants to give you a brand new smartphone when you make the switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. And repeat that, without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and much more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, and for a limited time, get a smartphone for free. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. That's FRIDAY76. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT. And use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, we're talking about a free smartphone. Offer is eligible only with the Black Friday promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me. Make that switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Promo code 
Friday 76. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. It's still Natalie Winters filling in for Stephen K. Bannon, but don't worry, he will be back tomorrow. We still got Morgan McMichael with us. We've got Darren J. Beatty joining us later now. Some of you may know, but Morgan is an ambassador for Turning Point USA. I'm sure she'll be at AmFest, so make sure to go and say hi if you see her. Of course, Warren will be doing live shows there as well. But, you know, through your, your work with Turning Point, like I said, you speak at a lot of college campuses. You kind of get to interact with younger people. And, and I don't know necessarily where your answer to this question, question is. I don't know if you'll give the audience hope or make them even more depressed. But I think if you sort of look at Taylor Swift, uh, really as an example, I think, uh, of a lifestyle that maybe you or I personally disagree with. In other words, you know, not necessarily pushing marriage. She says she's a Tennessee Christian, but it doesn't really seem like a lot of the values that she upholds necessarily comport with that. There's a sort of I think promotion of, you know, self-love and self-care almost to a narcissistic extent as opposed to finding a meaning to life that's that's bigger than yourself, right? Bigger than just chasing relationships with guys that seem to always end in flames. But generally, you know, the, the sense that you get when you talk to, to other young people, you know, do they buy into that? Or there is is there sort of a resurgent, for lack of a better word, counterculture where young girls are sort of saying no to that lifestyle and embracing maybe more traditional approaches to relationships and religion and sort of rejecting the, you know, dink lifestyle that I think Taylor Swift promotes pretty heavily. Gen Z loves Taylor Swift, especially women on college campuses. And I have seen a huge amount of Gen Z women are resisting, you know, the hookup culture that's very prevalent in our generation and instead wants to have relationships, wants to sit down. They're really starting to become tired of feminism and the lies that have just been shoved down women's throats for decades, which I think is something really hopeful. And I know you and I may disagree on Taylor Swift with her music. You know, she has a lot of songs that tell stories. It's not always about exploitation. Boyfriend. She has love songs. She has songs that have really helped people through hard times or to feel different emotions, whatever that may look like. So I think Taylor Swift has really helped a lot of women too. And I don't think that she promotes the dink lifestyle as much as people think she does. And I want to touch on even like her being person on the of the year for a second, because if you look at that, you know, she has made such an enormous amount of impact, not just in America, but worldwide. She was a household name. Everybody who was anybody in the U.S. was talking about Taylor Swift at least one time within the last year. So even if it was a good conversation or a bad conversation, she was making the headlines and made an impact in our country, which is why I personally do think she deserved Time Person of the Year. Because look, last year was Zelensky. Don't like Zelensky. Don't love what's going on in Ukraine. And, you know, I don't like him as person of the year, but it made sense for the time with with that being a hot topic. So, you know, looking at Gen Z women who, you know, may have never read Time magazine, looking at the headlines, looking at, you know, women are statistically right now starting to move in a more, I think, conservative way because they're starting to be fed up just with feminism and the wokeness of what's going on, not just in colleges, but just everywhere around them because it's gotten so radicalized. And even Taylor Swift now, you know, she's in a relationship and a lot of women have attached onto that relationship, being obsessed with it and looking at how 
her and Travis Kelsey together, you know, it's like, oh, I think she really is going to get married and have children now. I mean, today is actually her 34th birthday, which is pretty funny. Um, so I think women are starting to like look up to her in a different way as she has matured throughout the past decade. Go back, you know, to 2018, Miss Americana. She was talking a lot more about politics back then when she was talking about Blackburn and pro-life and pro-choice issues going back then. Now she hasn't really been making any of those political statements overtly. Um, and I think she just doesn't want to alienate her conservative audience that she does have, which I think is really, really smart of her. I definitely think you bring up some good points. And we always we always love diversity of opinions here in the war room. It's fun to get to talk to people who maybe we have subtle disagreements on the Taylor Swift stuff, but I know we agree on on seed oils and all of those things and, and our love for uh oh, yeah. for air one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just I'm just curious before I let you go. Um, you know, you, you bring up the person of the year award, right? I think that was sort of the, the impetus for this, you know, is Taylor Swift, is it a new psyop for the 2024 election? If you sort of track the way that it got filtered through the media. So some of the other kind of rationale that I saw to her being selected, if you, if you set aside the conspiratorial, you know, Taylor Swift is set to, you know, destroy to the 2024 election for Donald Trump. It's just that she's sort of, as you have outlined, maybe one of the least offensive public figures, right? And she had a great year career-wise, and she's not explicitly political, as some might say. So they sort of chose her because she's a great distraction with all the chaos that's going on in this country, thanks to Joe Biden. I'm just curious why why you think they they chose her. Do you think it was sort of a distraction play? Because to go from Zelensky to Taylor Swift is, is, I think, two different ways of weaponizing, for lack of a better word, Times Person of the Year to achieve an agenda. Absolutely. Is she being weaponized against the American people? I mean, it could be true. Do I know explicitly? No, I don't know. And I do think, you know, given her track record, she back in 2020 endorsed Biden with the famous cookie photo. So, you know, she may be being utilized in all of this. But I think conservatives need to take a step back and maybe try and get Swifties on their side. Economically, look at Taylor Swift. She has made enormous economic impact across the world, $5 billion dollars just in the U.S. because of her tour and actually going to those different cities uh, created an economic boom for them helping, you know, the inflation is going up and that's thanks to the Biden administration. So she's kind of been helping out there. But then also take a look at when George Soros purchased her masters to her music. And in 2020, she spoke out against the Soros family. So I think if conservatives just maybe put on a little bit of a different thinking cap and go to Swifties and be like, hey, we hate George Soros just as much as you. Hey, we hate the World Economic Forum because of these reasons. Or hey, you know what? Taylor Swift is actually a capitalist and an entrepreneur, and you could actually make a lot of money if you think like Taylor Swift. I think socially, she 100% is definitely more liberal, is definitely pro-choice, you know, has more of a liberal social issues. But economically, I personally see no reason that Taylor Swift could ever be a Democrat, especially when she's making the amount of money she is. Is she being paid off? I don't know. She's a billionaire now. So, I mean, what political or what monetary gain does Taylor Swift have if she's making money? I really don't think she is. I think she, you know, is just using her platform to elevate and, you know, what she believes. But overall, I don't think she's as crazy of a leftist as people think. 
Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to follow you, I know you come in hot on Instagram. You have a video that I think you had a million views on, which is very exciting. Organically, no time, person of the year, PSYOP involved there. But if people want to follow you, where are you on all platforms? You're going to be at AmFest. Is there, are you speaking? Can they come see you? Absolutely. I encourage all of you guys to go to America Fest this coming weekend. And if you use my name code Morgan, M-O-R-G-O-N-N, you do get 25% off GA. I will be there. If you see me, come say hi. I'll be filming. I will not be speaking this year, but I will be filming a lot of fun things and be on the media row. Maybe I'll be with Natalie on War Room again this weekend. But you can find me on all TPUSA channels and personal M-O-R-G-O-N-N. Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Natalie. Now, our next guest is someone who, when Steve first called me, I think it was like 12 at night a week ago. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know why he was calling. And he goes, Natalie, we need to do a special edition of War Room. And I said, on what? You know, I was going to think, oh, is the Chinese Communist Party or something more in my wheelhouse? And he goes, Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I started laughing. And I said, okay. And the first person that came to my mind that I wanted to have on was Darren Beattie. Darren J. Beattie, I should say, because I know he would have some wonderful takes on the issue from really a perspective that only Darren J. Beattie could have, which could probably only be described as white hot. So, Darren, we'll start easy. Your analysis on everything Taylor Swift, do you think she is, you know, a psyop being rolled out to influence the 2024 election? Do you think we're being overdramatic? Where do you stand? Well, I mean, I think she's a psyop to the extent that any major celebrity who mobilizes politically is a psyop. You know, you could say that the function of celebrity um, in the United States is sort of an instrument of soft power to a degree, and that is really nothing new. But I have to concur with a little bit of what I heard earlier that, um, you know, in the grand scheme of... Um, uh, cultural representatives, I think you could do a lot worse than Taylor Swift, at least by what little I know about her. You know, she's not, I don't know, I'm not the expert on this, but I don't think she is a twerker. <laughs> I don't think she twerks, okay? So she needs credit for that, you know, given that, you know, what other videos there have been um, that Ben Shapiro so elegantly um, read out the lyrics to the WAP song compared to things like this, you know, Taylor Swift by pop icon celebrity standards in the United States is wholesome. I think we have to acknowledge that, that graded on the curve, she's pretty wholesome and, you know, represents more or less uh, uh, not the worst that you can be, which is not a ringing endorsement, but it's not a condemnation either. As for the role of these types of celebrities in politically mobilizing the young, I mean, that gets down to, I mean, this might be the most controversial thing I say in this segment, but this gets down to the real essence of voter fraud, which is how expansive the franchise has become. If you have people who are so easily manipulated and so easily corralled that they can be just registered and deployed at a concert or, you know, there are many other mechanisms. Think about what they've done with the mail-in and the, you know, um, that isn't really democracy in any way resembling what the founders envisioned into how, you know, 
informed citizens deliberate on who their rulers should be. So there's so much talk about stolen election and voter fraud, but I guess the spiciest take I'll have of this segment is that expand the more the franchise is expanded, the more the voter fraud you have. And that's the fraud of having people who aren't informed, who aren't capable of making deliberative decisions on things, and who don't have real skin in the game in the political community. These people shouldn't be voting anyway. And if they weren't allowed to vote, it would be a moot issue as to what Taylor Swift was telling them to do in the ballot box. What's far more in, impactful is her cultural significance. And there, like I said, you know, just to put it in a very short version, Taylor Swift doesn't twerk. And so that puts her in thinking the 99th percentile of, you know, wholesomeness in terms of um, in terms of celebrities. And also we have to acknowledge she's a tremendously successful. Um, she's far superior to Beyonce. I think she beats Beyonce on basically every single metric imaginable. Beyonce, who incidentally does twerk, she famously twerked uh, in multiple songs. So she surpasses Beyonce along every category. Um, she's tremendously successful. Um, she's surpassed Whitney Houston in multiple categories. And she's even surpassed Barbara Streisand. Actually, she's uh, Barbara Streisand used to have the record for the most Billboard 100 albums for a woman. Taylor Swift unseated Barbara Streisand which I'm told is more troubling to the Jewish community than anything Kanye West ever said. So this is actually, uh, <laughs> she, has, she has a host of remarkable, <laughs> she has a host of remarkable achievements. And, um, you know, it's, I guess you could say she represents capitalism, but she represents success. She's not, you know, she fits in this pop star category. I have to be happen to be partial to Michael Jackson, who basically invented the nature of what a modern pop star is. Um, but she fills that category um, as well as anyone in the contemporary age could be expected to. So I can't really lean into the condemnation. I can't really marshal any genuine negative energy about her. Uh, she seems more or less okay, rated on the curve that we're given. Never did I ever think I, I'd see the day where we have Darren J. Beatty on War Room saying the word twerk multiple times in one <laughs> segment, but but here we are, you know. No, but but you you are right, graded on a curve, which is more of an indictment of American pop culture. She's not the worst, but I think that if, if you take it back to the clip that we opened the show with, Right, she basically says, I've never become explicitly political because of fear of blowback from, from fans, right? Whether it's the safety or just from a financial perspective. But I think right. ingrained in that is that there's sort of this more subversive push of politics, right? Just because she doesn't, it's like the mainstream media, right? When you see people on CNN, they don't tell you that they're Democrats, but they're talking points, even though they pretend to be neutral, they're all driven by their own personal beliefs. And I think with Taylor Swift, politically, you see that going on, but I think more so on, on the cultural side of things, I think you see that with the music she push, pushes out, not just the you know banal critique of, oh, she hates men and she's in all these relationships, but I think that there's something almost more nefarious or, or more effective about her kind of approach to life being so subtle right as opposed to Lizzo or Beyonce twerking on stage it's so repulsive that girls like you know me would never be into that whereas with Taylor Swift it's sort of this like oh is she 
okay, is she a good role model? Right, it's a little harder to parse through. I'm just curious though. We got we got a few minutes left. I won't make you talk about Taylor Swift even more, but just if you want to expand a little bit, I'm curious. Going into the 2024 election, you know how celebrities, how these pop stars have just always been used to push an agenda. Um, who you think they're going to roll out ahead of the 2024 election? If you think that's going to be their their new approach, just how you think it's going to unfold? Yeah, I mean it. it... From what I've seen, it seems like she's been tapped to some degree to serve as a political representative or a kind of mega surrogate for um, for Biden, which you know could be interesting because we don't even know if Biden's going to be the guy. So it could be a lot of wasted capital there. But she's definitely been tapped in as a surrogate. But you know, this is nothing new. This is how celebrities have been used um, for a long time, and you know with varying degrees of success you know i think that's the other thing is yeah she can register some people at a concert and this or that and it might have some impact but i think it's it's a drop in the bucket compared to other factors like the mail-in voting issue and these kinds of things or just massive you know busing operations and uh, machine politics that have been set up in a variety of cities and um those are i think far more consequential factors, electorally speaking, um, than Taylor Swift's uh, participation. So do you think that this could potentially be another one of these stories? Not that there's that level of calculation behind it, but I think Republicans are sometimes really great at focusing on stories that don't matter. I say this on the heels of a one-hour-long special with Taylor Swift, but ignoring the actual substantive issues, right, talking about how we're going to secure the 2024 election. I'm just curious from your perspective. I know you've covered the government censorship complex stuff very closely, obviously, January 6th. But have you seen any movement ahead of the 2024 election that gives you confidence that we are taking election security seriously? Well, there's a lot of talk about it, but I haven't seen any kind of serious attempt at implementation. And we don't know what tricks uh, the Democrats have up their sleeves this time. I don't think they could pull off another COVID, at least not in the same way, but I'm sure they have some other tricks. And keep in mind that with the criminal indictments of Trump, where they're effectively trying to make it illegal for, for what President Trump did on the basis of his belief that 2020 was stolen, that sort of sets the precedent that any serious questioning of future elections uh, could uh, could be criminal. So I think it's very dangerous what they seem to be setting up in that respect. Um, I think that principally the Democrats are focused now on what the heck they're going to do with Biden because they need to come to some decision pretty soon. And it doesn't look like he's viable, but there are no easy alternatives and no easy way to get rid of him, especially when his heir apparent or would-be heir, Kamala Harris, is such a non-starter and pretty universally acknowledged to be um, repulsive to wide swaths of the electorate. Darren, if you're working on anything, feel free to tease it real quickly. But if not, if people want to follow you, actually, wait, real quick. Who would you have chosen for Times Person of the Year if you had to choose? Well, you know, that's a great question. Um, 
I don't think Taylor Swift was a bad choice if they were going for a pop icon because she's had a tremendous year. Obviously, you know, Elon would be the boring but eminently reasonable choice. But then also, given the significance of all of the AI stuff, I could make a decent case for Sam Altman as well. I would throw Stephen K. Bannon in the ring, and not just because I'm paid, and not just because I'm paid to say that. <laughs> Darren, if people want to follow that you, goes Stan, without saying. That goes without saying. <laughs> where can they? Where can they go to do all that? That's revolver.news, revolver.news. We're white hot today, and we have big stuff coming up. I'm on Twitter at Darren J. Beatty, and we are the whitest and the hottest on Getter, as always, <laughs> at Revolver News. No twerking on Revolver News. <laughs> no twerking in the war room, no twerking on Revolver <laughs> News. I think that's a that's a fitting end to the Taylor Swift special, though you do depress me when you talk about grading American pop culture on a curve if Taylor Swift is in the 100th percentile or 99th percentile. That's uh, pretty dark, I would say. Darren, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Natalie. And Warren Posse, thank you so much for hanging with me. Uh, we'll be live starting, I believe, Saturday morning at Ampest. At least I'll be there with Mo. I think Steve will be Sunday when he speaks. So make sure you go to Ampest.com to get your tickets. Phoenix, Arizona, you got to be there. It's going to be a blast. You're going to get to meet everyone from the War Room team. See you guys there. Have a wonderful evening. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroom Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.